0: You're listening to Tech Talks, the TV industry podcast from Broadcast Tech Magazine. My name is Jake Bickerton and I'm the editor of Broadcast Sport and Broadcast Tech Magazines. This issue of the Broadcast Tech Talks podcast. I'm talking with Graham Howe, lighting cameraman and DOP. We've known each other for quite a few years, keep bumping into each other at different events. And I saw Graham had posted on LinkedIn about the sort of things he was doing during lockdown to turn what could have been quite a difficult period into a much more constructive period, educating himself on either equipment or health and safety stuff that he'd been sitting on for a little while and actually, you know, using his time really in a very positive way. And we'll come on to that shortly. But first of all, to get a feel for what a typical day in the life of a lighting cameraman DOP is, I think we should go back to maybe the start of the year and look at, you know, what you would have been doing normally on a day like this. Typically,
1: I'm working four, five, six days every week. I do a lot of work for IMG, PLP. Hanger films. Typically I work on my own. Very rare these days that you have sound men, assistants with you. The, The nature of the job, the equipment that we've got now, allows us to do it all ourselves. So I'll mic up, I will light, set up the camera. You'll be filming anything from a couple of hours a day to 12, 13 hours a day. I also, on the side of that, most weekends do cameras on live matches for sky or more often or not bt my weekdays are pretty much taken up three four days doing single camera work and saturday sunday is taken up with a lot of ob work
0: on a typical week then did you just did you give yourself one day a week off or i mean was that not always even possible
1: i think if you spoke to my wife she would very much <laughs> say i'm always working
0: yeah <laughs>
1: I would say i'm not always working but my wife would say on some level, you're always working. Be it looking at new kit, looking at new new ideas, watching videos, looking at what other people have shot to get ideas. It's always good to see what other people do. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're always learning.
0: When did you first start to sort of notice the potential impact the pandemic it was going to have on on your day to day work?
1: The ninth of March. I know the date because it was the last day that I picked up a camera. I was booked on a job for the Premier League productions the 9th through to Friday the 13th. I was lucky, even though I only worked the Monday, I did get paid the whole week. All of a sudden now you're thinking, the longer I'm not working, the longer I'm not earning. It's not panic stations, but you wouldn't want it to go on
0: Mm.
1: months and months and months.
0: Are you able to use the furlough scheme at all the way you're set up?
1: Thankfully, yes the furlough did apply to me. And Good. it's certainly taken the edge off the worry.
0: It went from this kind of initial panic to you know, getting the furlough sorted out and sort of realising that you can probably survive for a little bit. But you had a, an 18-month-old gimbal and a motorised slider, a similar age. And you maybe dabbled in them a little bit but thought, "Oh, at some point, I'll, I'll learn how to do those properly. You had a health and safety level three online course that you needed to sort of complete at some point a risk assessment course live streaming you know let's teach yourself that at some point and then you must have thought right okay actually got us tied my hands what's next let's do it
1: well what i'd say is that the first thing that i thought when i realized that i wasn't going back to work in a hurry was that i'm not very good at sitting around doing nothing so i soon figured that there were things that i could do the first thing was i've got a problem with my van my work van But because of work sort of always being there, the next week was always busy. The following week was always busy. get the van straight back to the Volkswagen dealer and that was sorted. Then I looked at all the minor kit repairs that needed doing. I then had some bits of kit that I bought 18 months ago for a particular job that had come in. A Ronin-S gimbal and a motorized slider. Before I'd even got them out of the box, the job had gone away. But I did get some payment for those jobs as a cancellation fee, not for the whole job, but enough that made it worth keeping the kit without having to sort of worry that, you know, I I need to learn to use this in a mad panic. I'd opened them up when we bought them and sort of started looking at them, just prepping them slightly for this job without learning them properly. Having the time without someone looking over your shoulder or saying, oh, no, no, I didn't quite want that shot, or I didn't quite want it to do that, or can it go a bit faster, or can you do that a bit quicker, without really knowing the kit. I now had this time that I could actually get out in the garden. Hmm. I've got children that I can practise on, so I can, you know, with the gimbal, I can follow them around the garden. I can order them where to go, (laughs) when to stop. Come on, daddy's got to learn this. So that, that was quite good. I think they soon got bored of that. um, (laughs) I think they understand that Daddy's got to learn how to use his work stuff.
0: (laughs) Do you feel like uh, you could go on a job with that now? I could definitely go on a job now,
1: 100%. And what Uh, about
0: the motorised slider then? Have you found a, a way of kind of making that work for you so you're confident with using that as well?
1: I just went on YouTube, found some guy on there that had one, and he literally talked me through how to do it. And it's amazing how... I've had this bit of kit in the garage, just sat there gathering dust, never been used. You know, a couple of times my wife's gone to the garage and said, "What's that case?" <laughs> to learn how to use that was a, you know, was a pleasing, pleasing moment because it's something I can certainly use on jobs where a client will maybe want a slider, but maybe before I would have just thought it's going to be too much hassle to set up, mm. you know, because I don't really know how to use it. Now, again, now I know how to use it, how to set it up what the pitfalls are, because that's the other thing of having this time is you quite often find out the pitfalls with a bit of kit, having the time to use it, you know, over and over again.
0: And what about things like the more mundane stuff, such as the health and safety course and the risk assessment course? Was that stuff niggling in the back of your mind that you need to do at some point?
1: One of my big clients is IMG and PLP Productions. And one of the requirements is that every freelance cameraman has completed a health and safety course right again typically they're two three days to do so that means you've got to give up two or three days of your week it's going to be Monday to Friday Monday to Fridays so you tend to be quite busy yeah so sort of turn down the possibility of maybe doing a five-day job so you lose out on five days money but to pay to do a three-day course was tricky so as soon as I realized I had time on my hands I scoured online and found a really good level three health and safety course. I didn't have the pressure of having to sit through six hours of somebody talking at the front of the classroom.
0: Yeah. This
1: enabled me to sit at home, maybe do an hour, hour and a half, take it in, read my notes next day, another couple of hours. And I think I did it over a week. You know, it was sort of marketed as a 10 hour course. I personally think if you're going to do it, because it's not just about passing the course, there are aspects of it that I believe I would need to know.
0: Yeah, 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 properly take it in.
1: Yeah, and, and also being owning my own company, th- there are interesting bits on there that you think, oh, does that, does that affect me? And do I, should I know that?
0: So you actually uh, found it interesting then, not just to kind of... Yeah, yeah.
1: It? yeah, and I think I found it interesting because I had time to do it. Doing it online, I think, as a freelance person, and, and maybe you can't give up th- two, three days. Is, is a great way to do it. And off the back of that, I've, I've also got a series of jobs possibly coming up for the OU. I'm sorting out the crew, the location, call sheets. And one thing I know from every job that I do is that there's always a risk assessment, which is something we tend to just scour over very quickly. And I realise that if I'm going to be producing call sheets, it's possibly something that I need to know. Being a cameraman, it's not just about pointing a camera. You know, mm. there are
0: other bits to me being a business owner that I need to consider. And what about the live streaming stuff? What things have you been learning around that? As a lighting cameraman, it's not an area that I'm really that involved in.
1: But off the back of the lockdown again, I've noticed that there's a lot more talk online about live streaming. There's a lot of people I know venturing into the live streaming area. I'm not the most technical when it comes to computers and things like that. So I I looked at a solution called OBS Studio, which seemed to be quite a basic system for getting involved in live streaming. I've sort of just about got to the point where I can transmit something, but having not done it professionally or in anger, I probably want a little bit more time.
0: It sounds like you could probably have those conversations with clients now, couldn't you, and understand what their requirements are and how they could be implemented.
1: Well, I certainly know a lot more about the subject now. At the beginning of the lockdown, I knew nothing about streaming. But, again, as a business, and you have to look to the future, if this lockdown was to carry on for months and months and months, it may be the only way that you're going to get work. You know, like I say, I work in live sport most of the time, and that's taken a massive hit. Mm. And Mm. I'm under no illusions that when it comes back, it's going to be quite slow. It's going to be with a lot of safety aspects in place. You know, it's not just gonna be like it was before where you walk into a stadium and you, you, know, you just crack on with it. You know, or you turn up at a press conference and you just stand at the back and you do your thing. You're gonna to have to look at other ways of doing this job.
0: What's next on your list of things to tick off during lockdown? Have you done everything now or you've got more stuff?
1: I managed to get hold of a Sony FX9. And one of the things that I was also looking at before this lockdown was the potential to buy a new camera. You know, mm. I own a Sony F5, which is still, I still use regularly. It's, mm. it's my go-to camera. But the camera that everyone's talking about and pushing at the moment is the Sony FX9. Having this time, I, I contacted Pro AV, had a word with them and said, you know, was there any chance of getting my hands on a demo model? there's some new functions that aren't on the F5 that, you know, were interesting. And the picture quality was noticeably better but you are working with a newer camera so you would expect that the slow-mo rates are good you know which is another thing in the kind of work I do maybe the fx9 would work for me and it's something I certainly will look at or talk to clients about when I get back to working mm. you know because at some point I will have to change camera I think the lockdown's shown all of a sudden every avenue of work suddenly can just vanish it's also something that has given me around a, a skill set that I possibly wouldn't have had the chance to have um,
0: accomplished. It's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, we'll hopefully catch up at some point in some stadium somewhere before too long anyway.
1: Thank you very much, Jake, and um, hope everyone out there stays safe. Take care, mate.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Broadcast Tech Tours podcasts. Subscribe now and I'll see you next time.